All these songs, of course, have stirred our soul, and I'm not going a different direction, but you may think I'm going a different direction for just a moment, because I'm going to ask you a question. How many fighters do we have in the house? Oh, come on. you got to learn how to fight and fight right. There's a righteous war. There's a, a time to fight. Ecclesiastes says there's a time to plant, there's a time to harvest, there's a time to be born, a time to die. There's a time to fight. And there's an expression that I want to use today. You know it well. It's called pushback. Talk to the hand. Pushback. When you're getting too much of this stuff you don't want to receive, pushback. Pushback. Well, as it pertains to us, there's a, a thing out there that wants to come into our life and against our life. It's called darkness. We've got to push back the darkness. To push back means that you are resisting, that you are opposed to. I know you've all had those moments, whether you're fighting for your family, your marriage, your job, your friend, your soul. You, you find yourself just kind of, some of us are hot-tempered as soon as we wake up out of bed, and you know who you are. Let me tell you about my wife's temperament. No, it's just who she is. That Irish blood is in her, and she can cloud up and rain on you in a hurry. Slam the phone down, too. <laughs> Can I have a witness? And then I'm natured the other way. I'm long-suffering, but you get me to that point that you've pushed me, I'm just going to kill you. And I'm dead serious. It's a scary place to be, and I can't, I can't get there. If I walk off because you're being silly and crazy and whatever, and I just walk off, I'm doing you a favor. Because you're still breathing. And if I had stayed there, I was going to kill you. <laughs> Confession's good for the soul. <laughs> so I'll talk about me. There are things that I try to, as I'm going through it, I'm like, okay, you know, I can tolerate this. I'll push back. Is it for the greater good? You know, do I just tolerate that for a while? But then there are those things that come along and say, enough. I'm done. And when it comes to darkness, we know the reality, it's here. It's been here our whole life and, of course, before we ever discovered this world. So the question is, can we push back darkness? Do we have the ability to do that? Does the Scripture bear that out? Can we push back this which says to us, you might as well go ahead and quit? Give up. It's too overwhelming. But doesn't the scripture bear out to us that the church we're a part of, not just Grace Life Church in Marietta, Georgia, but the church of Jesus Christ, didn't you say he's built us upon a rock? And when the gates of hell, the authority of hell, comes pushing against us, it can't prevail. In other words, we're pushing back. Enough. You're not going to get my kid. 
You're not going to get my marriage. You're not going to get my soul. But this theme of heaven and this keeping heaven in view, it's, it's worth fighting for. Sure, through many dangers, toils, and snares, I'm going through them, but it's worth it all because I've still got heaven in view. So I'm going to push back, devil. All these scriptures become personal to us. When the devil says, I've, you're my assignment today, You can just say, listen here, get thee behind me, Satan. I'm pushing back against your authority. I can't do that in my own strength. I do that in the authority that's been given to me by one who's greater than you. I'm pushing back. I'm pushing back. This darkness, we would agree, is here. We agree that it's around us. We call it evil. When we witness it firsthand, when we're watching the news, when we're seeing it on our iPhone of a murder, a double homicide, sickening things, elderly people being abused, children being abused. There's evil in this world. There's darkness. At times, we feel so overwhelmed because it touched somebody we know. It's touched us. What can I do? I mean, it's just, it, it just became so real. It's happened to my kid. It's happened to my spouse. It's happened to my neighbor. It's happened to my friend. There's a, there's, there is this threat against me. How many knows the devil is an accuser of the brethren, ladies included? This pushback that we've got to be doing. We realize that darkness is not just a local thing. It's not just a global thing. It's everywhere. The nations that's represented in this congregation, those witnessing right now, streaming, wherever we've been from, wherever we are now, wherever we've been, we realize there's darkness. We've witnessed it. We've seen it. We've seen it firsthand. We've been touched by it. And so then, how does all this happen? Well, most of us know John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him shouldn't have to perish but have everlasting life. Many of us then also know verse 17. And that is, he didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. But do we know verse 19? Verse 19 said, this is the judgment Light came in the world, and darkness wouldn't receive it because people love darkness rather than light because of their evil works, and they didn't want light because they would be exposed. So this is how it permeates. This is why it's so widespread is because we love darkness. The fallen nature loves darkness. Oh, I just heard some juicy gossip. Oh, did you see this email? They're doing what on TikTok? Wow, look at Instagram. 
We find ourselves drawn to it. But that doesn't take away from the fact that light has come into the world. And so we have to push back the darkness because it's coming. It wants you. It wants everything about you. You got to push back. You do that through several different means, but you got to know you got to push back. I'm, I'm going to push back in prayer. I'm going to push back and stand on God's word. I'm going to push back. I'm going to get a brother or sister in Christ. We're going to stand together. I'm going to fellowship with the children of light. This pushback. What is darkness? We could get a lot of descriptions, but where it all culminates is it's alienation from God. Because God is light and there is no darkness in God. Wherever you find darkness, you find the absence of God's presence. Wow. When you grasp that truth, then you realize, I really don't want to mingle with darkness. I don't want to entertain it. Because it's obvious God's not in it. But the enemy tells us differently as he's tempting us. Oh, you know. He'll give you a pass. But we've got to ask ourselves, do I really want to be alienated from God? We've all sensed that. How many of us have ever said, I don't think God even knows my name? Or if I pray, I don't think my, ceilings, my prayers get past the ceiling. How many ever said that? Come on. Because we feel left alone. We feel alienated. But the reality is of alienation The ultimate alienation is hell itself. And this is what's calling. Talk about heaven, there's a hell. And as I went through scriptures again, all through Jesus' teaching, you keep finding this redundant statement of what that really is. And he's always saying where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. Man, if you just get one vision of that, it'll redirect your life. Do you really want to be where it's constant weeping, constant sorrow, constant pain to the point and that descriptive statement of gnashing of teeth, that grinding of teeth? Why? Because there is no God here. There's no hope here. There's no light here. And I don't know what to do, and I'm frustrated, and I'm angry. Oh, I can't escape. I'm a prisoner. All those things. It's hell. For a text, I want you to turn to John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. Some of you know it well. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And all things were created through Him. And without Him, nothing that was made was made. And in Him was life. And that life was the light 
of men. And light pierced the darkness, come against the darkness, and darkness could not, and I love this word that you find in older translations, and darkness could not comprehend it. We see the victory that comes through this understanding that, yes, there's darkness, but there's also light. And where there is light, darkness has to flee. Where there is darkness of understanding, all it takes is light. And the darkness can't comprehend it. It can't overtake it. It can't own it. It can't seize it. How many of us, if I asked for testimonies, would say, I've been in those moments when I had failed so miserably, or life had been so hard on me, or someone had abandoned me, or someone had maligned me, or someone had persecuted me to the point that I felt like I was absolutely losing my mind. I felt like it was all over. I was so depressed. I wanted to end my life. I could not find hope. And then there was some light. And just the presence of a little light caused my thinking to change. It caused me to want to trust again. Even though I'd said, I said, I, I'm tired of God. I, I don't believe in God. I, I don't believe in people. I don't believe there's anything such as good. Yeah. When you look at light, when you look at what it does, then you also realize what God does in our lives. Because light stimulates. Just the presence of light. It causes you to be invigorated. It brings energy. Light is energy. It brings warmth. Light brings ignition. Those times that we don't feel like we can take one more step, just the presence of light is like turning that motor over again. That illumination, that ignition, that stimulation, all these things that light does for us, God is light. To trust God again, to cause me to take one more step. I've used this next statement more than once in preaching because it just spoke to me so much when I found it a few years ago. And when you ask, because the Bible says God is light. And if you ask just the common person next to you, the everyday person next to you, okay, do you believe in God? Yes, I do. Do you believe God is light? Yes, I do. Would you define that for me? Most of us would start thinking, okay, I got to think of a really big light. Man, I, I got to find one of these lights that absolutely can make a whole city light up. I, I, I got to think, man, I got to think past incandescent. I got to think past LED. I, I mean, you know, and they, they're just struggling to find a description. And I love the description someone else gave. You see, you know how much light God is? Just enough so that you can see your next step. 
because you and I couldn't handle all the light that he is. But when he, that's why his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. If it was so bright, it's like, I'm not going to move because I can't see where I'm going. But when in his wisdom, he takes that light. Oh, okay, I'll trust you in that. Well, I'm better than I was. There's his light again. It got me this far. It'll take me a little further. Well, look, he's so faithful. Yeah. He's just lighting my path. He's giving me direction. He's giving me inspiration. He's giving me illumination. He's stimulating me. I'm believing in God again. I, I can trust him for this. Uh, he's brought me through so much other stuff. Why wouldn't he take care of me now? I'm just going to keep trusting him again. I remember him healing my daddy. Well, now my, I'm a little older. My body's sick. If you heal my daddy, Lord, you can also heal me. Lord, I remember when I was in school, and I, man, I was a terrible student, and I couldn't get through anything, and I had more enemies than I had friends. But you know what? I graduated. You got me through that. You can get me through this. Just just keep pouring out your light on me. Keep directing my footsteps. Because you see, this is, this is why he told us about in the beginning. In the beginning, the word was there and it was light. Everything was created in light. He goes on, if we'd read this further, it talks about John the Baptist. He said, John was letting by no way, I know you're coming to me out here. But... I'm not the light. I'm just showing you the direction to the true light. I'm bearing witness. Isn't that our job today? Jesus said, let your light so shine before people that they can see your good works. So it glorifies God. It's all about light. But we're in a culture that loves darkness. I'm amazed, and I'll hurt people's feelings, and I mean to, I guess. All this zombie nation. The glorification of darkness. Creepy crawly things. Gruesome things. Oh, I just love to be grossed out. I just can't get enough of it. And yet, with heaven in view, there's a city of light. (laughs) Why do I want creepy crawly things when there's things that's radiant? You see, it shows up. That's why Paul would write to the Ephesians. You'll find in chapter 4 when he says their thinking became dark. Have you ever noticed the graduation of darkness? When someone starts giving their way to dark thoughts, it just gets darker and darker. Things that we would never have accepted said in our presence, we start giggling at. Boy, it's quiet in the house what darkness does. It permeates. It gets a foothold. It just keeps oozing. It just keeps moving. This is why we have to have the light. Look at the expressions that we use with light. Well, did you see the light? Oh, yeah. I did. It, it, it gave me illumination. It gave me understanding. 
Yeah, I could see the light. What about coming to the light? And of course, we see that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. How many of you have ever experienced light at the end of a tunnel? You're speaking of hope. You're going through it. But I'm also seeing that this isn't the end. There's a hope. It's the light of his presence, the light of his word, the light of his promise. Stand with me today. 